Okay. My name is Jessica. I'm one of the teachers here at Portland Friends of the Dhamma. Maybe some new faces. Yes, anybody? Okay, good. All right, welcome. <coughs> I've been reflecting on this idea, this construct of trust, and how it, it seems to have a direct relationship with ill will or goodwill. <coughs> like, if I don't trust somebody, then it seems to diminish my ability to uh, bring up goodwill for them, or it <coughs> Um, engender some sort of extra ill will. And when I realized that, uh, let's see, when I, I sort of noticed that pattern, uh, I was quite surprised that I hadn't noticed it before. And I think it, you know, I hadn't noticed it before because it is totally <laughs> normal. To feel that way, that, right? <laughs> oh, it's like I'm breathing air. I don't notice that either. <laughs> but it's there. <clears throat> we don't notice the, the water that we're swimming in either sometimes. Um, yeah, so, I, you know, that was really an eye-opening experience. Oh, and I, you know, oh, I don't, I don't really seem to, I don't really trust this person. So a lot of ill will is coming up for them, and that doesn't feel great. <clears throat> it's really uncomfortable. Um, there's got to be, there's got to be a way. There's got to be a way through this. There's got to be a, a way to contemplate this. Uh, well, of course, you know, the Buddha <laughs> had a few things <laughs> to say about this topic. So, of course, uh, I did go to the teachings, but I started to look around, you know, at, and take apart, you know, parse trust and knowing someone and not knowing someone and offering good will and, you know, watching ill will come up. And I tried to, you know, I spent some time taking it all apart and I thought about, well, what is, you know, so I don't. I don't trust this person, a person. Um, well, I don't trust seven billion other people either. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know them. <laughs> we don't sort of go around trusting people right off the bat. Uh, there's a lot of people in the world that I don't know at all, and trust is more of a personal thing, isn't it? It's something that's earned. It's part of a relationship. Uh, so, you know, but I have ill will for seven billion people. That's not coming up. <laughs> you know, I don't sort of like look out onto the universe <laughs> and uh, just throw ill will around because I don't know people. Uh, so right away I started to see that, you know, these are all different pieces. And just because I don't trust someone doesn't mean ill will has to be there. So why is it? What can I do about that? 
Buddha said, the Buddha taught that you know, goodwill or metta, you know, loving kindness, is uh, something that can be practiced, is something that can be learned, is something that can be um, cultivated over time. It, just like uh, any skill, you know, that we can learn to write, we can learn to metta. We can practice. <laughs> we can practice, you know, watercolor coloring. We can practice metta. So metta is um, um, something we do. It can be something we do. Uh, <clears throat> but the proximate cause of metta, of loving kindness, of goodwill. What makes it naturally arise, according to the teachings, is seeing the goodness of others. So seeing the goodness of others. And <clears throat> when we don't trust somebody, uh, we don't see their goodness. We're not seeing their goodness. Um, you know, largely because uh, maybe they're not showing it to us. <laughs> we haven't seen that side. <laughs> or we used to see that side and then something went awry. We can't see it anymore. Uh, so if, you know, goodwill isn't naturally arising for someone, it could just be that's a condition of our relationship with them. We don't see, you know, their goodness. But then it's useful to uh, sort of consider why we don't see their goodness. You know, what has obscured it? So for most people, there's something good, right? Maybe they raised great kids, or maybe they give to OPB, or, <laughs> you know, or maybe they mow their neighbor's lawn, you know, or whatever it is, it's usually some kind of goodness um, in most people. <clears throat> uh, but when we don't trust somebody or we can't see their goodness, usually that means that we've had some personal experience, you know, with them that is negative. And the Buddha talked about the four, uh, the eight worldly winds, which I find really a useful contemplation in this case, so that the eight worldly winds that uh, human beings experience are um, four pairs, which are all opposites. So, um, uh, gain and loss, uh, pleasure and pain, um, fame and disrepute, and the fourth one. What is it? Gain and loss. Praise and blame. Oh, how could I forget? Praise and blame. <laughs> Good job. Who said that? Good job. <laughs> There's your. Who didn't say it? Bad job. <laughs> who forgot it? Bad job. <laughs> Praise and blame. And typically, when we don't trust somebody, when we have a negative relationship with them, it's because we've experienced 
one of these four <coughs> worldly winds, one of the four negative worldly winds at their hands, you know. We might have experienced some kind of loss. Like a real obvious one is, you know, little, watch little kids, right? You took my brownie. <laughs> loss. <laughs> That's enough. They're, you know, Julia, my daughter, uh, she could hold a grudge. You know, we used to say, well, I'm dead to her now. You know, that's it. <laughs> and we never did a whole lot of <laughs> really awful things to that child. But, you know, <laughs> she experienced a loss or a blaming. You know, we're, oh, we're dead to her now. <laughs> okay, just give her some space. But we've experienced loss. We've experienced blame at somebody's hands. It's really, really hard to be blamed especially when we feel like we didn't do anything wrong or it wasn't our fault or they don't know the whole story or whatever. Uh, <clears throat> fame and, and disrepute um, is a really interesting one. And there's another, there's another term for it too. But essentially, you know, being well-known or being unknown or being well-known for being good, or being well-known <laughs> for being bad. <laughs> you know, sort of uh, having a good reputation or a bad reputation. People uh, can have a huge effect on our reputation you know, through gossip um, or lying, you know, or allowing stories to proliferate that aren't true, and it can be uh, really painful. And so when we're not able to, to trust somebody, you know, we can look at these negative kind of uh, winds and try to understand what we're feeling. You know, am I feeling a loss? Am I feeling blamed? Am I feeling like my reputation has been tarnished? Uh, what's going on here you know? and then the, the Buddha you know would suggest okay well what's that about you know what was wrong what what was wrong with experiencing that loss what's wrong with not having a good reputation you know did you do it? Were you unskillful? Well, if I was unskillful, um, then I have a part to play. You know? And I have to accept that. I have to accept the consequences of my own actions, of my own intentions. If I wasn't unskillful, uh, then I have to be strong. You know, we have to be able to, this is why the Buddha called them the worldly winds, you know, because they push us around. Oh, no, I want, I want to be praised, I don't want to be blamed. <laughs> I want to get stuff, I don't want to lose stuff. You know, we're constantly being pushed around by these things. And uh, you know, the Buddha said we can be balanced in, in all the time. You know, these things can be coming at us, but we can just watch them. We can watch the winds go by <clears throat> or feel them, but not get moved by them. It's really difficult. It really is. I read one time that 
I think it was Ajahn Amaro, but they said um, ill will, you know, is, is a perfectly, it, or what was it? It was like goodwill is a totally like unreasonable response <laughs> uh, to the way of the world. <laughs> And ill will is perfectly reasonable response <laughs> to the way people are. Yeah. But, but they're not going to help us engendering, you know, entrenching these um, negative feelings, negative outlooks. The four Brahma Viharas um, that the Buddha talked about, the four divine abidings for the heart, are metta or goodwill. Um, Compassion, karuna is a Pali word, compassion. Mudita, which is sometimes translated as um, appreciative joy. I like to think of it as the opposite of whatever the opposite of jealousy is. That's mudita. That's a stronger, that sticks in my head. What's the opposite of jealousy? And equanimity, so balance, you know. Equanimity is a, it's a process, but it's also a result. And so that's another thing that we can look at when, you know, ill will is coming up because of these relationships. When we don't have trust in a relationship, we can look at the worldly winds and see how we've been affected, you know, <clears throat> or how we perceive to have been affected. But then we can also look at the other Brahma Viharas. So what's handy about them as a four-pack <laughs> is that uh, there's one for every situation. <laughs> so, you know, like I said, the, the cause of metta. So what brings up metta naturally is seeing the goodness of others. Well, sometimes through relationship, through these worldly winds, through past karma, whatever conditions, those good, that goodness is obscured. Uh, but compassion, <laughs> the, proximate, the proximate cause of compassion is seeing suffering, right? So uh, I hate to break it to you. <laughs> if you can't bring up goodwill, you should be able to bring up compassion <laughs> because that's the other, that's the other side of the coin. And the reason that compassion doesn't arise naturally in these situations, so when there's negativity or heartbreak, is that we only see our own suffering sometimes. You know, we don't see the behaviors of the other person as coming from a place of suffering. You know, I, I always say, like, a, you know, if... if um, poor fellow is laying on the sidewalk and doesn't have anything to eat and, or a place to live, you know, for people like us, compassion comes up very quickly, right? Like, oh, that is, that is suffering. I want to help. That's what compassion is. It's this move to help. But if, uh, if suffering looks like somebody kicking me in the shin, <laughs> I'm not going to feel as moved to help. <laughs> Because it's going to hurt me. But it's still the same. It's still suffering. You know, all of this. Sorrow, lamentation, greed, pain, and despair. 
every bit of stress, it's all suffering, it all comes from the same place. <laughs> uh, so we start to look for this. So if we want compassion to come, so goodwill, it's not there, it's not coming. <laughs> we want to look for, if we want compassion then to arise, we look for the suffering and we try to see it for what it really is. And then the heart softens and then compassion arises. <clears throat> Mudita is uh, caused by seeing you know, really seeing, not just seeing, you know, in the room, but really noticing, observing, understanding um, the good fortune of others, the good deeds of others. Two sides, same coin. So we might look at, you know, this person's um, other offerings to the world, right? Maybe they didn't offer us much. No, we all have parents. <laughs> maybe they didn't offer us much, but maybe they were good to their, you know, the members of their church or the pets in your home, whatever, you know. There's often a doorway into mudita if we, if we give, it a, give it a longer look. And then equanimity, of course, is um, the ability to stay balanced, no matter which way the winds are blowing. Uh, further, it's, uh, see, the faces are down there, but I know the people. If I look up here, then they'll see my face. <coughs> it's um, more than the ability to stay balanced, it's the interest in staying balanced. Yeah. Interest goes a long way <laughs> toward ability. Sometimes we want to be like uh, my sweet daughter. No, you're dead to me. <laughs> I feel like holding a grudge. <laughs> so I'm going to do that for a while. <laughs> yeah. We really have to look at how we're holding things. And sometimes we do hold on to things, or we need space. Like, that's the best thing you can give a situation a lot of the time is space. You know, we have to take care of ourselves. We don't need to go fixing all these weird relationships that we find ourselves in. The point is to look inward. And sometimes equanimity, after years, you know, of practice or an insight, <clears throat> which comes after years of practice, uh, equanimity will arise, you know, naturally and spontaneously, and it's quite beautiful. Um, but for the most part, we have to uh, sort of cultivate an interest in it. Actually feeling balanced would be really nice. So what are the conditions and causes I have to put in to allow balance to arise. So we're always, always coming back, always coming back uh, to ourselves. What's going on with me? You know, and then just kind of circling back around to this, you know, this personal relationship. I can wish um, for peace 
You know, I can wish for happiness. I can wish it on the other person. You know, may you feel peace. May you feel happiness. You may have noticed that when other people are happy, they're more fun to be around. You know, so, so we wish for their happiness, you know, true happiness, um, true peace, true balance. Uh, Ajahn Tanisar says, uh, can't do any of that. You know? <laughs> uh, wish for them to uh, see the causes for happiness and act upon them. I find that to be incredibly powerful. I hope you see the causes for happiness and act upon them. <laughs> I just say that to myself a lot. I hope I see the causes for happiness and act upon them. <laughs> you know, it's kind of, uh, feels complicated when you say it out loud, but it's really um, actually quite a, a beautiful wish for peace in the world. Hmm, how can I be happy? What does that really look like? What is true happiness? Can I see the causes and act upon them? It's very useful contemplation and enjoyable too.